Round two is finally in the books. And I can I just say, football is the winner. How good is it to have the single greatest game back for the second week? We're excited. If you're not excited, you won't be joining us and listening to Lace Out, the single greatest AFL podcast this side of the Westgate Bridge. But you know, I'm Peps, the 377-game legend of the East Keeler Football Club. But I'm Lace, and my co-host with the most, the J-Dog, Jamie Wallace. He's the out. Lot to talk about a second weekend, but a massive weekend. But before we get into that, Jamie, how you going, big fella? I'm well, Peps. I'm loving the fact that footy's back. I'm loving the Saturday and the Sundays on the couch. I'm loving Friday night. I'm loving Thursday nights. I'm just loving footy again. It's just great to be where we should be all the time, Peps, all year round, 365, on Facebook doing live videos. I know. And we should be not just doing the for the people watching us at home, but people listening to the podcast. Can I just say, for everybody who's been listening to us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, uh, Al Jazeera Podcast, wherever you're listening to us from, thank you very much because our numbers have been the highest in four years. So it just goes to show your hunger for football is there, your thirst for good conversation is there. And with Lace Out, we bring neither of those to the airwaves. But you still tune into us, but we say thank you very, very much because without you, we're not going to do this. But yes, my friend, there is so much going on when it comes to the football at the moment. Where do you want to start? Because it's it's out of control, just the amount of good. Actually, you know what? I'll start it off with this one. Okay. Because, all right. uh, hang on first, Peps. Just make sure, according to the rules of uh, uh, da, 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 lost, lost, lost the name as I was about to speak it. Engagement? No, 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 no. Lost. Do you know what? Are our hearts open and are our minds open, Pep? Oh, yes. Our hearts are open and our minds are open. Do you know who also was open on the weekend? Who was open, Peps? Nat Fife. Let's open. talk about some of the let's talk about some of the news of the week. Nat Fife was open. Mm. And Nat Fife got into put into next week by Sam Reed. Yes. How does he only get two weeks for that when Danger got three? It's because the pump. It's because the bump's dead, Peps. No, it's got. <laughs> apparently, there's different <laughs> stages of concussion. There's light concussion, heavy concussion, and coma. And apparently, because he wasn't in coma status, it was only worth two weeks. I swear, the the, the match review guys, they've got no idea, have they? Peps, How can you, you judge that this? as two weeks? You know this. It's always based on the outcome of. What's happened to the player? We know yeah. that. You know that. I, I know, know that. Our listeners right, know mate. that. It's not. Okay. We saw on Friday night, Gary Warren, Gary Rowan finally got a touch in a big game, Friday night game. On, it wasn't the football. On, it was the, the side fi- of Lucky Neal's head. On the field. Yeah. Got a touch on the field. Touch on the field and not in the hub. Yet he gets two weeks for what he did. Yeah. And Reed gets two weeks for him. For what he did. Yeah. You cannot put both of those side by side and tell me that they are worth exactly the same penalty. So Reed should have got three based on danger? Uh, probably about four. Okay. Four plus. I'm I'm not going to disagree with you, Peps. I think as you, you said- not. 
the consistency is really off and it has been off for such a long time that I'm almost exhausted talking about it because there's never a like for like. We, we had, we've had point systems, we've had tables and spreadsheets and charts and carryover points. Nothing ever seems to get this system right and I don't know what the answer is. Oh, I know what the answer is. Just send him straight to the tribunal. How that did not go to the tribunal is beyond. He wasn't even looking at the ball. It was off the ball. Smacks him virtually straight down the middle. Fife is in la-la land and gets two weeks. Fife's not going to be playing this week, maybe the week after that, depending on how substantial this concussion is. Well. It's, it's crap. I'm I sorry. Don't. It's crap. I don't and, have an answer. Is it because Sam hasn't played for two seasons? They've just given him like a like he's a new he's a new uh, driver again. On his elves? It's just pathetic, mate. It's just know. pathetic. And just when the AFL they bring out this massive thing for the concussion sub, and that happens. Like, come on. Really? <laughs> That's not a concussion sub, Peps. We know that. We oh they should have just left it a concussion sub. This whole injury oh, sub is right. a joke. Peps, Peps, I'm not oh. I'm not against you. I'm not against you, Peps. Uh, don't be against me. Don't be against me. Hey, can we add something else to this? Let's just take this one step. Let's just, let's just wreck our run sheet. Let's just, oh, let's stuff the run sheet. Wait, I'm, when I'm on fire, you know what? When I get into my when I get into my shizzle, you need to listen. How does Danger play a practice match? Now, apparently, it was an uh, an unofficial practice match. But how does a guy who's suspended get to play in a practice match? Suspended is suspended. What would have happened if he'd cleaned somebody up in that game? He would get four weeks for practice matches. <laughs> he can't play the next four it, practice you matches. You know the AFL would probably do that. The AFL would probably go, hey, you know what? Let's just give him six practice matches and three Ansett Cup games and a Wizard Cup final. He's not playing. And he's ready for round one. He's not playing a practice match oh. until 2027. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you brought it up. sniff again, mate. They are, I'm glad you brought it up. Woeful. AFL player, he's been suspended. He is he can't go and represent the VFL team or the or the so-called VFL team. You're suspended. You're out. It's, it's as simple as that. What do you think? What do you think, listeners? Like, let us know what you think. Should Danger have been able to play in that game? I'm saying no. J Dog is saying no. But apparently, the powers that be say yes. I didn't hurt anybody because he didn't hurt anybody. Was it signed off or is it one of those things where you just oh, – um, they you know, just played it. It's easier to ask for permission than, than – no, Easier sorry, to ask for forgiveness than permission. permission. It happened with Zach Williams the other week when he got rubbed out. He was able to play in a Carlton practice match and they've let this one slide. It's just – you know, it's horses for courses again. The AFL, it's danger. We'll let him play. I'm freaking sick of it, Jamie. Like <laughs> – just the sickness I have for the AFL and their weak stance on so many things. Well, you've broken your mind. another example. Oh, I'm getting frustrated. Well, so perhaps what is the solution here? Because we are solution type people. Okay. Is the solution to close that loop? Is that basically what it is? You just can't play. You are out. Stiff. Okay. You're out. You cannot. No practice matches. You can train. That's it. Because if you get suspended in a practice match at the start of the season, you can't play the AFL. You can't the play season. the AFL. Yeah, exactly right. So it should be the same way. Exactly the same way. My goodness, you're a smart guy. <laughs> oh. That's two weeks in a row, Pips. I know. Don't peek too hard. Don't <laughs> peek too much. Um, all righty. Quick one for you, my friend. Not a quick hands, but a quick one for you. Sure. The Dogs versus the Eagles game. I know it's only two rounds in. 
We're only 18 games into this season, but was that the best game of the year? No, I'm not going to go that early. I can't go no, that no, early. Yeah, well, no, all right. Was it the best game that you've watched so far this year? Probably, yes. Wasn't yes. it just good to see football back? Like, back high scores are high. It was back and forth. Oh, champagne showers. <laughs> yes, I absolutely Loved it. Absolutely loved Bontem it. it was, Pally. Oh, Bontem Pepper. <laughs> How good was he? Just but what about but what about Will you know what about um uh Bailey Williams taking taking on three, yeah, dishes it off to Smitty, the the number six in the mullet. My goodness, I'm just flashbacking right now. And I see him just deliver it down to the bont. The bont goes back, slots at the doggies win. Woof, woof, woof. It was just Awesome to see. It was just a high-quality, flowing game. Apparently, Nick Nat turned it on Yep, with, with two marks. Mm-hmm. As always. Yeah. Oh, he, he doesn't do anything, does he? He just taps. Someone asked the other day, they were just watching, they're not a big football watch, and they said, um, is Nick Nat the big superstar of the game? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. He does things that are amazing, but I wouldn't class him as a superstar of the game. I, I, I found a, I was like, that's actually a really good question because I actually don't rate him as a superstar of AFL. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. I do. I think you, you rate him. Who yeah. Nick Nat? Yeah. Oh, I like Nick Nat Paddy Wack and give a dog a bone, but <laughs> he's a poor man's Jack Watts. <laughs> now, uh, look, I just think a guy that big, I'll put it this way. If Shane Mumford, all he did was win ruck tap outs, they'd pick on him for not doing enough around the ground. But yep. apparently this guy can. He just has to win ruck tap outs. And doesn't, have to, doesn't have to get positions, doesn't have to take marks, doesn't have to do anything else. Oh, he tackles. Big whoop. Other ruckman tackle as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it's, it's just it just craps me, mate. It just annoys me that they blow that much pooper out of his butt. Hey, quick questions coming in from one of our viewers. Porter going along at the moment. Very, very nicely. Marshall gets pulled out at the last moment. Georgiades comes in, slots four. You've now got to make a choice. Who's it going to be? You're going to go with the Marsh or you're going to go with the Greek freak Georgiades? It's up to you, my friend. Selection panel, Jamie Wallace, who are you going with? Yes, thank you for your question, Craig Jones. I did watch your uh, power reports over the weekend. Very, very good. It's good to see you got your normal seats back, which is fantastic. Um, Was that H Division or? No, behind the goals. Oh. Second tier, I think, like. Wow, that's fancy. Craig Jones, I've got three words for you. Told you so. I said that Georgiades is going to have the breakout year. I said this. I said that already. Georgiades every day for mine over Todd Marshall. I'm sorry, but he's just a uh, he just excites me more. And um, on the weekend, he took his chance and he um, ran with it. And I think it'll be hard for Todd Marshall to get back into the squad. Well, why not? Why not go hard and soft tacos, Jamie? Why not have both? You have Todd Marshall, Georgiades, and, and Dixon. Yeah, why not? Three tools over. Why not? All over one ninety-five centimeters. I don't think so. Hey, West Coast are doing it with Darling Kennedy and Oscar Allen at the moment. Why can't Port do it? Are you saying that the, the top tier of Port is not good enough as the, the West Coast mob? Are you doubting your team? And I'm telling you one word: Orazio. Where does he go? Where does he go? <laughs> he runs through their legs. 
<laughs> and Laddams, oh yeah. mate, you've got you have got your yeah, oozing look, talent. Like hey, hey, what's it like when the air's? Tell us what the air's like being up that high on the ladder at the moment. The air must be thin at the top of the ladder. Uh, it is, but Port Adelaide supporters and people who watch football definitely know that Port Adelaide's form is very streaky, and we fall as hard as we rise. Oh, that's okay. We're going to get into Port a little bit more as well too. But, yeah, I reckon that just go taking it back a step, I do think that game between the Dogs and the Eagles is an absolute belter, and we just hope we see more of it like that under the deck. Yeah. Uh, so under the dome yep. at Marvel Stadium, the superstars, the super Marvel superstars were running around and just turning it on. It was beautiful to watch. And game changer. Both oh. sub, subs not used. Ooh, ooh, was that, was that the first, is that the first quiz question? Do you know that there's been 20 players so far this season that have played a game yet not registered a stat? Because mm-hmm. of all yeah. these people sitting on the bench and not doing anything. Yeah. Well, Johannesson was the Western Bulldogs stat, um, substitute and uh, Kalamachi was the West Coast. Oh, so they both get match payments and credited Kalamachi. with the game. Sorry, the Port Adelaide X player. That's a, that's a um, fast, mate. Get rid of it. Just either make five on the bench or you don't get – I know. That's sorry. last week's show, though, Pips. That's I last know, show. I know. It's, but it, it pops up every single week. Hey, here's one for you, my friend. Okay. Is 2021 the new 2020? Um, you probably have oh, no idea what I'm talking about right now. No, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing there's something to do with a little uh, virus floating around. Oh, a little bit of a virus floating around. Yes, there is. So – Brisbane are now going the complete opposite of what happens to the Melbourne teams by having to be stuck down in Melbourne, uh, looks like for potentially two weeks due to the COVID breakout, breakout in, um, in Queensland slash Brisbane. And the funny thing is, or not funny thing is, is that they packed for a weekend, came down and been stuck for two weeks. They've had to try and organize clothes, shoes, socks, jocks, all that sort of stuff because people haven't packed. Smash Kmart, fellas. Belmont, 24-hour Kmart. Smash that. Whereabouts? Belmont. Belmont. Beautiful. Is that where you hang out? Uh, no. Okay. No, no. But um, <laughs> how would you be? Just so, I'll see you on Sunday, Dale, in two weeks' time. If, we, if that happened to any of us, the, the marriages will be over. See you later. Peps, that's how, that's how I pack when I go to, um, to Bali. Yeah, but you go to Bali, but you, you go with your family. Yeah. Pair of jocks, you- socks, thongs. Pair of shorts, and that's it. I go shopping yeah. over there. Well, let's Support the locals. Well, it's, it's, you know, five bucks and a sun hat gets you two weeks accommodation and virtually <laughs> all the food you can eat. So it's it's not exactly rip it, but it's just saying unbelievable. Brisbane, get over it. Brisbane, move on. Get over yourselves. Oh, we had to live with it. Yeah, exactly we, right. Live with it, yes. We had to live with it. We had to live with it. And you know what? You stuffed up your chance of winning a flag last year, and so be it. It was so day, Peps, wasn't it? All the Brisbane supporters and all those people that come down oh, there had to leave the ground. It was all the Geelong home ground, which it always is anyway. What about um, Hodgie, Hodgie and the Duck got kicked out during the broadcast for COVID yep. safety? There was some. Geez, how good was the commentary after Hodgie left? <laughs> Look, I wouldn't say it to his face because I'd be packing darkies, but I'll be frank, Hodgie, gun, gun footballer. Yeah. Captain obvious when it comes to the commentary. It's just, tell us what you think, listeners. Is that obvious that Hodgie is Captain Obvious? Leave a note on uh, our Facebook page. All righty. How buddy good was it? It was. It It was, was. wasn't it? It was good. After 581 days, 
Boudoir back on the SCG and he just he kicks his three. He's still launching them from 65 metres or the centre-half back area at the, at the, at the SCG. Mm-hmm. He looks fit. He's pumped. He's excited. You know what the great thing is, though? How good does he look in that forward line? They have just got a forward line that is full attack mode. Sydney Swans attack mode. We would never have said that for a long, long time. I agree. Oh, it's sexy, isn't it? How sexy is it? Well, what have they got now? They've got two scores over 110 points each of them. Is that sound about right? Yeah, two scores over 120 in a row. That, that's – when was the last time that happened? No, exactly. Cap, I can't. Probably Kepa. Kepa days <laughs> with the whiz. I think that was with the whiz when we last time that happened. But, it's yeah, pretty, it's, it's, just, oh, how good's Errol? Oh, Errol. <laughs> um, Peps. Yep. Yeah, mate. Did Buddy get called for play on because he's running off the line of the ball? Of course not. Because okay. it's Buddy. Okay. I think the umpire was a bit starstruck. <laughs> oh, listen, he should. It's got to be called. It has to be called. It has to be called. And it's happened a number of times. You just got to call it. You can't have this stand and let them do that sort of thing. I'm sorry. There were times when players are running past on the weekend. I don't know if you saw this. They literally ran past a meter meter and a half away from the guy who was on the mark and the guy had to stand there and watch him run past. Mm. That's that's not a good sight. That's not a good sight. I still think if you're in your own 50, you can go side to side and go back and forth. I still think you should be able to do that. It's open the game up, Peps. You know that. Oh, mate. Listen, I'm having my second course of humble pie because the game is sexy right now. How good is the game? It is like Joel Michael, one of our favourites on, on, on the cast, he's come out and said simply this, Errol Goulden is delicious. He's sensational. You know who what's also delicious? The humble pie that I consumed at the fact that I thought the stand rule was stupid. It has totally opened the game up. It's totally changed the way teams have played. Mm. I can pick out one, my team. My goodness gracious, did you see how good we were on the weekend? Did you see how fast we were? Did you see how <laughs> kicking the ball we were just like, woo, woo, woo. we were doing everything. Go Ds. I haven't seen that for they, – they're usually so slow, though, with the way they move the ball. They were quick through the middle. They My were. goodness, we beat St Kilda at their own game. That's Ooh. how good it is. Stand is delicious. Stand is delicious. That's how to do across your forearms, kids. Go down to mum and say, I want to get Stand is delicious. Well, Peps, on your forearm. Peps, I love it. One thing I am loving is there is definitely a theme of the return of the power forwards again. Oh, can we do our three, two, ones, please? No, it's we can't. It's time to spin the magnets. I think it's time to spin the magnets. <sighs> okay. We're going to spin the magnets. All righty. Okay. So first and foremost, should we do yours first? Or you want to do, no. you do yours because you're I'll very excited mine. by okay, it. Okay. Well, that makes it simply uh, what we need to do is we need to figure out who is getting Three votes. Three votes. Rightio. So here's my three votes from the weekend. I've already mentioned it a little bit earlier on, but that Swans forward line. Oh, my goodness. Is it just sexy? It is just quick. Where do you want to go? We'll start with Heaney. All right, then. And then you've got Papley. Okay, cool. Then you bring in Logan McDonald, like a guy that North Melbourne passed on. You can sort of understand why. They, they know that the on-baller is the guaranteed thing. But the Logan Meister, he is just 
He's exceptional. He just fitted straight into that. Then you've got, oh, Errol. We love a bit of Errol Goulding. And then you've forgotten the forgotten one, Boudet Franklin comes in and just tears it up. Like they're quick. They could score. They're hard, they're hard to play on. Like who do you target? Like Buddy's not obviously going to get the big, the big guy, but you're going to have to have a stack of small backmen now. They are looking sharp. And you've still got people like Kennedy who can still kick their goals. Parker can still kick their goals. Uh, it's yeah, they've and even down back, they are they're just looking amazing. So when I look at them, they're getting my one vote. And I think I gave them votes last week because it's just unsydney like. Rightio. Very unsydney like. Two two votes. Now, once again, I know Buzz Buzz is on the line here. Buzz, you owe me a tats ticket from last week. We had a bit of a wager, if you can remember that. J Dog. I do remember that. Yes, buzz, buzz, buzz came through. Buzzer, buzzer. Owes me a tats ticket, System 23. And one of the reasons why your team, St Kilda, got beaten was because there was a little fella running around in the forward line, Cosie Pickett, in his 19th game, absolutely tore it up. And he was just delicious. He was fantastic. It was just like every time he was near the ball, you could just go, someone's either going to get tackled or he's going to do something special. And he was just amazing. The two goals he kicked, the first one, my goodness, in and under. He was like Louis the Fly dipping and dotting out of a Christmas Day smorgasbord. He was just going everywhere, just slots it in and then kicks one again, puts it all. Oh, it was magnificent. It was just, you know, Melbourne haven't had an exciting small forward since Flash Davey. And before that, I can't even remember one. So it was just looking sensational. I'm just loving the guy. Roden? Roden was your last. No, 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 David Roden. <laughs> no, it wasn't David Roden. It was David no. Roden, Peps. You were so excited when you got him across. You were, you were so excited. They were the days before the podcast. Don't, really, don't go back to the dark days, all right? But, yeah, he, he was absolutely sensational. T- kick two goals. Uh, I'm just looking forward. If he's going to do that after 19 games, give him another 50. What's he going to be like? Like, I, I can't wait for that. And um, I have to say my three votes simply goes to, I think the guy that you gave it to last week, it was Tex Walker. Like, how was a guy last year was, was virtually in his last season? Stand! Has changed the complete way. He's looking fitter. He's looking awesome. He's looking amazing. And he's slotting goals. What was it, six on the weekend? To go with the five in the first week? My goodness gracious. I don't know. I'm going to have a check in a moment what he kicked for the season last year, but it wouldn't have been 20, I don't think. No, I think the game just suits him, mate. I reckon you're right, mate. The power forwards are back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. So I have to put it simply that way that um, three votes goes to you, uh, Tex Walker. I reckon he could be leading the votes. I reckon he's on six votes out of two games at the moment. Probably He's looking is. amazing. All right, J-Dog, throw them my way. What about yours? All right. So am I going one, two, three, or am I going oh, three, two, one? No, nah, you got to go one, two, three, because okay. that's how it works on the, the brown low. Right. One vote. So my one vote this week, I'm with you, but in reverse. That's It's the forwards. I'm loving it. Charlie, Tex, Buddy. We've got this forward line of Sydney, which I'm loving. Tom Hawkins is playing terrible, and I'm loving that. 
But yeah, for me, I'm just all about the forwards as my number one vote. I am loving that. I'm loving the fact that the game, the forwards now are leading up the center and they're marking on their chest or hands out front. I'm loving that. Then defenders get defenders get the F out of the way. There's a knee coming into the back of your head. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh, I'm loving it. The 45 kick KFC. from the wing. The 45 kick from the wing into the center. Oh, I'm just... I'm loving that when Charlie's jukes up, knee out, someone's head's going to get caved in from behind. It's just you know, like you know, like when you watch like the color run and people get hit with the color run pops <laughs> and they go pop. That's going to be somebody's head when Charlie runs into it. I was I'm loving seeing Backman buckled over when a forward's gone through them. I just it's something about that I love. You know what? It's even better when you do it. <laughs> and it's even better when you don't take the mark and they have to get up for the free kick for the uh, un what is it unrealistic attempt. Yeah, but you've put your knee through the middle of their two scapulas, and their their C four and C five have deep bruising, and they can't get up, and they've got no wind. Something about you're standing it. On, makes- and you're standing on the mark, just like, yep, yeah, okay, get up. It makes my loins makes my makes my loins hard. Makes your loins hard. Makes your loins hard. It does. It does. Um, number two for me, my yep. my, my two vote is Cosy Pickett. Not oh. one time. Not two times, not three times, but four times in an effort in the forward 50. He tackles, he chases, he gets the ball, he puts a handball out, he'll smother a ball. I am loving the work that he's doing. He is all over that forward line, that forward 50. That ball hits the ground, look out because it's coming from somewhere. You're going to get tackled, you're going to get smothered, you're going to get hit somewhere. There's going to be... And and he wants to hurt people too. And I'm he's, loving the fact that he's running through the bounces in that forward 50 at full tilt and grabbing them out of the middle. I'm loving it. He hits you like a cannonball. Cosy Pickett has me excited. That's the only oh. reason I'm watching Melbourne. That's the only reason. I'm sorry, Pets, but he is the one that uh, is making me excited about your team the most. I'd say Clayton Oliver. He was special. Clayton Oliver's a dickhead. Love you, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Now, listen, what's your three votes? What's your – hold on. What's your – Three votes. All right. Number three, I cannot go without saying this, but uh, Blitzars, you deserve a nomination for an award. You have somehow gone out to the media, kept your face – <laughs> great and said that you felt like you didn't have prior to that tackle. <laughs> I mean, come oh. on, Blitz, come on. Yeah, blitzy. At blitzy. least admit at least admit it when you've like you've you know you've been caught. The game's done, it's in the books. At least admit it that you probably should have been caught, mate. That was done. Blitzy. Oh, what a putz. Oh, he was done like a dinner, but it's not his fault. You only play by the whistle, Peps. He didn't have prior opportunity. <laughs> have a look at it. He leant into it and then spun his, took, turned his back to the contest and got caught. And then just dropped it, literally just went bleh, so, straight out the top. So this is the thing, right? I had a golf weekend with the boys. Ten of us went down to Torquay on the weekend to play a bit of golf. Cracking weekend. We were in the pub when that happened. And you should have seen a pub full of underage kids on breezes go nuts for when that occurred. <laughs> it was, it, it was 
I would like to cheer. And it was like, no. It was like they just lost their uh, their um, pocket money is being done in their multi for the weekend. Yeah. It was, oh, mate, it went nuts. It's got to be. A fr- and then they played, the, they did the stupid thing by playing the replay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the replay, you know how the replay is because they slow it down makes everything worse? Yeah. It made it look a lot worse, but it was shock. It was the worst decision. Like, that was the worst decision I've seen in a long time because it was so blatantly obvious. And the fact that, look, you can't say one decision costs them a game. Yeah. That cost them a game because that, that was legit. And then for the AFL to come out the next day and say, yeah, they actually did get that one wrong. Yeah. Made it even worse uh, yeah. for the Brisbane supporters because it, it would have been nothing better than seeing Geelong 0-2. and two Yeah. And, and now finding, we know, and finding out what other excuse Chris Scott would have come up with for their um, performance. And now we know, you know, we know that teams go um, zero and two at the start of the year. I think like five out of the last fifty-six times that's occurred, they've got out of the, they've got made finals. But out of the last fifty-seven times, only five teams have done that. So eight yeah, percent chance of making finals, mate. Yeah. So it's a really costly one, um, and I feel for Brisbane, but Blitzars for that absolute stellar acting performance to the media. Top gong to you. He's he's going to be Dan Andrews' media advisor next, I reckon. That was perfect. All right, so it's time for right. me to spin the magnets and drag. Oh, before oh, we go to that, we're going to yes. play it first. Hold on. Here comes Ron. Allingworth on. Bloody weak as piss. Bloody weak as piss. Bloody weak as piss. All right, who's your bloody weak as piss? You go, Peps. Tell me if you love it. All right, I've got, I've got a couple. I've got a couple here. There's no three, two, ones because we don't really want to vote three, two, ones, but... My first one that I wanted to raise and you did it was the Nuffy umpire that missed that blatant throw. Like, I know one of you know one of the guys has just said on the chat that it's it's hard to get a free kick down there. Well, it's not that hard to put the whistle in your mouth and go free kick. Like, it was that obvious? You, you, if it was down the other end of the ground, you would have paid it. Just say that there's no Geelong bias down at GMHBA. <laughs> um, and the other one, I'll bring this one up. I know you were, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you cut your lunch, Ben okay. Rutten. Ben Rutten, here's an idea, mate. Your team is crap. Maybe get in the coach's box and do some coaching from up there. Because when you're sitting on the bench and looking like you got no idea, you're not going to hide. Get in the box and swing the magnets a bit because your your team's woeful at the moment. I know you've got a lot of injuries. Okay, so does so does every other team in, in certain you know there's other teams out there, but they're having a crack. And at the moment, it doesn't look like your mob are. And you promised so much again. And is it going to be another year of wilderness work for the Essendon Bombers? I think it will be. I said this last year. I did mention there were rumblings about Mr. Rutten. Yes, you were. You did remember? Yes. You know, I did say that and everybody laughed at me. Well, ha ha, laughing at you, zero and two, because potentially, you know, if I put you, Carlton, and uh, North Melbourne up against each other, at least North Melbourne didn't come out and say that we're finals contenders, we're going to be playing my way, et cetera, and so forth. They're, they're bad. We know that they're bad. But between you and Carlton, jeez, you love talking yourselves up so much. You just don't deliver. We might have to call you Australia Post because you never deliver on time. <laughs> All right. Or, or Fastway Couriers. Or they're fast terrible. Way, oh, <laughs> fast. Oh, well, Jesus. Well, they, they're supposed to be playing Fastway football, but they're not doing that either. No. Who's yours, mate? Who's yours? Why does it? I'll play it again. Bloody weak as piss. Good soundbite. We need to make that into a T-shirt. Hey, listeners, just let us know. If we made a Rombarassi shirt which said, uh, Healy off, Ellingworth on, 
as weak as piss. If we made a T-shirt of that, would you buy one? Let us know in the chat. Let us know on our Facebook page. J-Dog. All right. Uh, so going on the same theme as coaches, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Teagues. I'm sick of Teagues coming out after a Carlton loss and talking absolute shite. I'm sick of it. I'm totally – I'm over him talking about the processes. I'm over him talking about where the game may have gone down and da-da-da-da-da. Say it how it really is, champ. Just come out and tell us where Carlton are, what's not going right, and just get to the bottom. Get a bit emotional. Get a bit angry. Hold on. Hold on. Did you say get to the bottom? Like, they're already there. <laughs> so he's got that part worked out. I'm just thinking of every season Peps are coming in with his new hope. This is the season where they're supposed to be playing in the top eight. This is the, this is the cracking the eight year. And they are looking no more advanced than last year and no more advanced than the year before. And then under the Malthouse era and all that process about how they're a top four team. We haven't we haven't moved in 12 years. <laughs> oh, mate, they're dropping in now. We've got uh, WAP, Gary Rowan. Yep. We've got St. Vincent de Carlton. Good work, Cole. I like that one. They're That's coming. Good. Apparently they're coming. Can you smell what they're coming? <sighs> Someone I think has left the gas on. They're, um, I'm just, it's 12 years now of just all these coaches coming in and just talking absolute shit. I'm over it, Peps. I'm over this Carlton renewed hope. I'm sure, I'm sure their uh, supporters are completely over it as well. I've got no doubt. There's been no improvement. This kid, the green shoots, I mean, we could just roll off the last six years of the, the Carlton things. That, that, what they keep fer- what are they fertilizing them with? Cyanide? It's shocking. Name me a team that has, had, has, has had a rebuild oh. for twenty years. This has had twenty year rebuild on this list. Oh, not really. You know, pretty close to it actually. At least ten year rebuild. Well, since Malthouse was there, yeah, it's a, it's a, they are shocking. They are shocking, and they did promise so much. And I, and I look at them, and I look at Saad, I look at. Something just doesn't click right there. Like they've got – you can't look at that mob and look at that list and say that they are, what, 15th at the moment? Sorry, uh, 17th on the ladder. Actually, let's, let's throw the ladder up because I think it's a good time to have a bit of a check at this. All right. So let's have a look at this beautiful ladder, right? Yeah. All right. So – what do we got here? All right. So we have got the round two ladder. Port Adelaide on top. You've got Richmond and Sydney and Melbourne, the undefeated teams. My goodness gracious. If you said that Melbourne was undefeated after two weeks, I'd be, I'd be laughing at you. Western Bulldogs are there as well. Cracking game on the weekend. The Gold Coast Suns, West Coast and Fremantle making up the top eight at the moment. Collingwood is next, St Kilda, Geelong, Adelaide, Hawthorne, and this is where the danger starts to appear. You've then got Brisbane Lions on zero, Carlton in 15th on zero, GWS on zero, Essendon on zero, and North Melbourne, my goodness gracious, they're not just on zero, they're on 48.4%. Now, I think when Melbourne Melbourne first were under – where Melbourne were under – when yeah. Bruce first got to the club, they won two games and had a percentage of about 50. Yeah, 50 could 51 they, could, around for you guys. Oh, they don't make it better than it was, mate. But that's 48 at the moment. And they don't look like getting anything above that. So that is going to be a massive, massive um, disappointment if that goes through as is. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really 
I don't know, fifteenth, but they don't even look that. Yeah, at the moment. Uh, one thing I'll quickly go on to. I know it's happening this week, and we'll get back on to the men's game. But the women's qualifying finals, AFLW. Hey, how? We mentioned this a number of times, I think, in the first couple of episodes, but the quality of the AFLW football this year has far exceeded the previous ones as well, too. You can see that talent program, that talent pathway coming through, and it's all going to kick off this weekend. Uh, Casey Fields, 105, Melbourne versus Fremantle. They just had a cracker on the weekend, and they're going to be playing again, so that is awesome to see. And the Kangaroos and Collingwood at 310 at Victoria Park, uh, both on Saturday the 3rd of April. So we'll have the results from that next week. Who would we um, Who would we go with if, if you had to pick two winners at the moment, just by looking at those teams and what you've been analysing over the season, uh, Jamie? Yeah, I would go um, Melbourne for the win and I would... Oh. I take uh, Collingwood for the win, actually. Yeah, I think I might go with your battle note as well, too. So yep. Melbourne and Collingwood for the wins. Yes, I know we're only two rounds in, Buzz, but you've listened. You've got to yep. get excited. The excitement happens early in the season. Um, as, and well. look, I know, I know Buzz said to us that we are hard on the Blues, but I mean, facts are facts. They've had 11 first-round draft picks since the rebuild in 2015 in that list. Ooh. So we're now talking six years down that path. Like it's it's, it's been enough, and they've added Saad, they've added um, Williams, they've gone out there, recruited, they've done all that. They've got rid of Brennan Bolton, they've brought in Teagues, they've got rid of Salvani after a falling out with players. Uh, sorry, with um with people in the football department and the CEO. They've done a lot, and they just have not got it right. And I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. That's all. That's all yeah. for me. That's a rant. Yeah. I know it's almost been down the fry pan path there, Pip. So I'm just a little Whoa. bit over I'll tell you what, it's sizzling in the background here. I couldn't turn him on if you like. <laughs> been waiting okay. to make an appearance this year. Hey, um, now, last week we had a listener question. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, did you want to bring that one up and um, go through sure. some of the responses? Because there are some cracking responses. And obviously, what's the question going to be for this week? Absolutely. So the listener question from last week was, who is your favorite player of all time and why? Now, there are a lot of good um, answers to this, but there's also a terrible one that someone chucked in there. Anyway, so first off, we'll start from the top and we'll go read through them. Um, Heath Buxton has come out and said, easy, Sam Mitchell, goat. Okay. (laughs) It's one of Brown, though. Yeah, with an asterisk next to it. Hey, brown low peps. Oh. You and I wouldn't even get close to the red carpet and he's got the thing hanging around his neck. Move on. Okay. Josh Weymouth, which is our Flaming Josh for those. Flaming are, Josh. He's been around for ages now. Josh. Yep. Matthew Scarlett and a, once again, classic Cats player, classic lockdown player, a classic Geelong dominant era player, and I cannot disagree with that. He is... He is a he is a bloody awesome player. He was an awesome player. Didn't play on anyone. Yep. Buzz. Trevor Baker played oh, virtually. Trevor enough. Barker. Trevor oh, Barker. Sorry, Barker. Trevor Baker. Leave the old question, old answers for the old guys. Trevor Barker. My goodness. Played besides, virtually for besides, nothing. Oh, he played for nothing. He wore the number one. He had the best hair. He was an absolute sex symbol for the Saints. Mm-hmm. And besides Robbie Flower, he was my other hero as well too, Trevor Barker. He was an absolute gun. Okay. Well, 
that's who, well, once again, it's probably more your age than my age. And uh, I guess you'll have to just leave it there. Hey, can I just say something, though? Well, sure. like, you know, we, we love our listeners and we love everybody who comes on board as part of this show. Mm-hmm. One of our loyal followers and listeners from last year, Lee Mack. Lee Mack has just dropped, I'd get close to the red carpet. Speak for yourselves. Now, we've had, we, don't, we don't drop names on this podcast because we don't want to make us sound better than we are, but he is the serial, serial name dropper. Like, Lee Mack, we know that you've been to about 14 different Brownlows, 13 different grand finals, everything under the sun, and I'm still waiting for our invite. We, we, we need to make a night of it, you, me, and, and J-Dog, out of the Brownlow this year. If you can make that work, that would be amazing. We're looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. Uh, next, we've got the, oh. next we've got the boys from – sorry, Peps, we've got to keep this schedule. No, let's keep going. Uh, the boys from the Purple Rain, the Frio podcast, Jeff Farmer, Three words, you know why. I love it. Yeah, I just love just Clive Waterhouse. (laughs) Yes, we have got Leroy Skinner who's come out and said, easy, Clive Slaughterhouse. (laughs) Slaughter. How do you love Clive Waterhouse? What a gun. Absolutely. Quintessential Frio person. How many others? There's got to be some good ones as well too. Yeah, we've got uh, Dave Sold has come out and he said, uh, Mr. Wayne Harms. Oh, Harmsy. As he was, good, he was a good mark, overhead chest, kick either side, fast enough and harder than a Pentridge sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> and um, doesn't mind bringing balls in from three rows back at the MCG on grand final day against Wow, well, Hey, that is folklore, Peps. I'd he was that. faster than the kick. He was faster than the kick. Uh, we've got Daniel Benjamin O'Royden and he said, the legend Tony Lockett, hard to disagree. <laughs> you can't, mate, I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> Would you disagree to Plugger? Oh, we love Lockett. Hey, Plugger listens to this we like, podcast. We like Lockett version two, not version three. When he came back, not good. Nah. The Sidious like- ones, yes. version two, excellent. Yes. And version three looks amazing. Did you see him at the, uh, the Danny Frawley game? By no, the way, everybody who contributed to that. Congratulations. Well done for a, a good cause. Hopefully that can be full round next year. What else? Yep. Um, got, any, got any more? Got any other ones there, Jamie? Yeah. You now I've got another one. Yep. Uh, Ryan Noonan has come out and said, Chris Grant, uh, Chris Grant, Chris Grant, Kerry, Abbott Senior, can't split them. All legend, late, uh, sorry, all legend 90s players and coming into the early, early thousands. So kind of can't disagree with that. Oh, ooh, yeah. And Craig Gambetta has said Paul Kelly, Sydney. He's in Sydney. True gun. Wayne what, Edwards, AJ Witten could play at any position, wet or dry. Hard to disagree. That's a hard hole. Can't say I didn't see him live, so I'm taking your word for it on that one. Um, we've got Can- Joel. He's come out and said, John Mark's come out and said, Jeff Farmer, excitement machine. And that's all we have, Peps. You sure? Because I think there was one more on that list. Mm, I don't see. Well, I think there was one from a certain Lee uh, Moss on that list. Okay. Yeah, we've got mm. one. Um, uh, don't know this player's name. Christopher Pepper. Um, don't know who Christopher Pepper is. Christopher Pepper. Oh, Christopher yep. Pepper. Sorry. Yep. Yep. What did he um, say about me? Great left foot for goal. Could have been anything for injury. Now, I'm sure there's a photo kicking around where your leg is pointing one way and the ball is going the complete opposite. You've just spazzed it off the side, off your left foot. And I think it was for goal, wasn't it? it there's a not a photo, but there's me trying to pick up the ball and I'm like, <laughs> there's that one, if I can find it. 
Yeah. Um, I'll put yes. that one up on the side if I can find it. That's so, um, look, obviously Lee Mal- Lee Moss should be expecting a check in the mail anytime soon for that uh, comment. He's a loyal listener of Lace Out, loves the podcast. And um he's true. I did have a great left foot. I had a great eye for goal. And um I'm not gonna lie, I could um I could turn it on when I wanted to. Great eye for goal with the ball going over your head. Uh, it was a bit hard to turn it on when I sat on the bench for quite a fair bit during my senior career. I think they were just intimidated. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So, listener question for this week. What's the listener question? So, um, great response to everybody who dropped in. Once again, you, drop on the Facebook page or our Twitter page. Who is your – what's your answer to this week's listener question, J-Dog? Uh, I'll go through in a second. But first, who was your favorite player of all time in White Peps? Oh, Robbie Flower. Robbie the Flower for two. you? Oh, just – when he just he dominated the MCG wing, he wore the long sleeves. He was just, you know, a, a guy. He was doing things that someone that size, you know, seventy kilos ringing wet shouldn't do. He was just, mm-hmm. he was grace. He was class. He played the game as it should have been. He, he didn't get into the rough stuff. He just, he just, you know, if you speak to a lot of players from a lot of clubs who played in that time, there was just admiration for him. And you know, you don't play two hundred and seventy four games in a team that. Predominantly wasn't any good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, all right. So for me, Peps, <laughs> my all-time favourite player. Uh, I think you know who we're going to go with here. It's Treadray for me. Yeah, I remember his first game kicking eight against Carlton down there at Optus Oval. He kicked eight in his first game, did he? He did. Oh, yeah, did, and did his knee in the third quarter. That guy could have been anything. Just unfortunately. His knees let him down. No, uh, premiership captain, all those sorts of things. Absolutely idolised Warren Trudeau coming off the half forward line and uh, would give my left nut to have him on the show. Oh, I thought you were going to give your left nut to, um, to have him on the show. Yeah. Hey, if anybody knows Warren Treadway, Treadray, <laughs> let's get him on the show. I'd love Jamie to get rid of one of his nuts. Oh, because he's only got one left because his wife, alira has got the other one in her handbag. <laughs> all right. Um, so... All right, so what are we going to finish up with? Is everybody else? Have we got anything else to, to finish up um, with? Yeah, what's the list, list, list of question this week, Peps? Yep, what is it? Okay, list a question this week, and I'll be putting it onto the Facebook site as usual. Show put your responses in there. Listener question is What is your all time favorite food combo at the footy? Oh, okay. So, simple one. I do love a food question, and I do like asking you food questions from our podcast early on when we were first together. Yes. Now, quick question with this though. Yeah. Is it stuff that you have to buy at the footy or can you bring your own in? Is um, it, I think you should be allowed to bring your own in. Yeah, all right. You know, we are playing for the families at home as well, Pess. We've got a lot of family men on our list here so and women, so let's just go with that. And what about for the people like Lee Mac who are always in corporate boxes? Does that count as well? Well, Lee Mac can put his response, but everyone knows that that's unobtainable for the for the layman. For the common, and, and for the common folk, yeah. Common yeah. folk, yeah. Or common, common person, full stop. Because we can't be we're gender neutral on this podcast. And then Lee Mac's probably going to tag in all these people on Facebook. You're going to at everyone. Yeah. And then we'll bring the dustpan and brooms to pick up all the names he's dropped. Yeah. All righty. Um, yeah, go for it. Quickly just address some of these things here for you. Oh, for me, actually. Um, <clears throat> Benny JJ from Radelaide has said, waiting for you to get across here, Jamie. And I cannot agree more. I have not looked at the schedule, but I will be looking at the schedule to see what games I can for this season. 
Right, so we'll be getting over there. And I've got to catch up with Craig and the boys from the Portress. I've got to catch up with Benny. There's a few over there I've got to catch up with. Well, I've got to get up. I've got to catch up with the guys from the Purple Rain. I've got the Sydney guys. I've got the yeah. Perth guy. I've got everyone I've got to catch up with. So looking forward to that. Hey, um, quick question. I know not football related, but I have to do it because I know there are people who, who want to find out. We're just going to switch off Lace Out for two sex and put on our sister, sister podcast, Burnout, which is our Formula One recap. Uh, J-Dog, Formula 1 recap, 25 words or less. Sure. Season underway, Daniel Ricciardo came seventh, Leonard was fourth, and we're finally seeing a battle for the F1 supremacy with Mercedes struggling so far. Sensational. Back to lace out. That was burnout. I tell you, once you F1. Hey, um, hey, listeners, that's it. What an absolutely cracking round of football. It's all going to be kicking off again this week. Another Thursday night game, I think, this week, J-Dog. Is that right? Another Thursday night game this week, Peps. You're absolutely correct. We're so- seeing... Lots of Thursday night games this, this year so far. I like the Thursday night game. It's fantastic. So that means that Tipped Out will be back with our tips. And by the way, everybody who's listening to Tipped Out, uh, good to see I didn't even pick my own team on the weekend and, uh, and it worked out. So I'll probably do that again. But everybody who's been tuning in on, on all your different platforms, thank you very much. Everybody who tunes in live every Tuesday, thank you very much. Thank you, Jamie, once again for tuning in to being the co-host with the host. But more importantly... <laughs> Um, I've got to ask you the question. It's simply this, J-Dog. How do you want your 2021 football? I like it. Lace out. But before we go, Peps. Oh, yes. We want to wish all our listeners a very happy Easter. Hope you get smashed into the chocolates, the beers, the four days off. Hope you enjoy it all. Um, and we will see you on Tuesday. And Easter week. Monday footy too. That's going to be mm. a belter as well. It always is a good game. I reckon the Hawks might pinch one against the – the cats this week. I'm a little bit excited for that. And potentially I might be taking my daughter to the Buddy versus Dusty game. Oh, lovely. On, yeah. So hopefully we might see a few of there. So if you see us walking around, give us a tap on the shoulder. Tell us that you like Lace Out. But it's been another great episode with another great, uh, great co-host and a great audience. All the best listeners. Hope your team wins. See you. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.